Hello, and welcome back to this week's episode of Lit AF Relationships with me, your host, Sarah Cohan. I'm always excited to be back here with you this week to talk about all things relationship, dating, and attachment styles. I'm a relationship and communication coach, and I help folks create healthy and supportive relationships where they are free to be themselves and feel like they're getting met equally in relationship to others. It's my favorite thing. It's my favorite thing. Um, Today, I have a really fun topic, and that is talking about the sneaky signs that you're showing up with feeling unworthy in your dating life. And the reason that they're sneaky is because they might be so unconscious that you're not even realizing it's happening. And before you're like, am I the person that's being unworthy? I just want you to relax and just know that um, I'm not sharing this episode to be one more thing of like, I'm not this thing or I'm not doing it right or feeling extra shame or guilt about showing up unworthy Um, because it's just, it's something that we all do. It's a state of being. It's not like a who we are. So I'll get into more of that, but I just want you to just mm, relax, be here with me. I'm so excited that you're here. Before we get into the episode, as always, I have my check-in. And what's going on with me this week? I'm trying to think. Um, The rain has been relentless here in San Francisco. We've been trying to stay dry as much as possible. And for some reason, I am just like, I don't even know what the right word is, ignorant of how much rain gear I need. Like, I have little pieces of rain gear, but it's not the full thing that I need. Like I have a light rain jacket, but it's very light. And I think if I wore it outside in this rain, it would I would just be soaked in the next 30 minutes. <laughs> so it's not really a rain jacket. It's more like a mist jacket, I feel like. It's also not long, so it doesn't cover my knees. So if I like to walk to work, like I would be wet from my tops of my thighs to my shins. Like it doesn't, it's just, I'm not covered. And yet I have this resistance to buying the correct rain gear that I need to get to work with being dry. I don't know what it is. I guess I'm just not excited about rain gear. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe I just need to find like a cute raincoat with a print on it that I love in fun plus sizes because I'm a size queen. Like maybe that's what it is. I don't know. Um, Anyway, I'm trying to stay dry this week. And that's going to be my check-in for today. Thank you for listening. (laughs) All right. I'm excited to get into this week's episode, talking about sneaky signs that you're feeling unworthy in your dating life. And I just wanted to start off by giving a few examples of how you might be showing up feeling unworthy in your dating life, because you might not be realizing it's happening. So the first one I want to share is a big one that I really resonate with for sure, which is avoiding dating certain people because you think they're above you or better than you. And so this might show up as, oh, I couldn't possibly like, you know, invite that person out on a date. They would never say yes. Or, oh, I couldn't possibly date that person. They'd never be interested in me. These are all like little thoughts and beliefs that your subconscious is just offering up because of this unworthy feeling. I'm going to get into why it's feeling that way in just a second. But I feel like this is a really huge example because 
I'm not saying you need to do this right now, but the funny thing is <laughs> we as humans are all equal. Nobody's better than the other person. No one's less than, than the other person. We are all on the same level. But what happens is sometimes we're just putting people up on a little pedestal, which I'll get into in just a second, and feeling like they're better than us for X, Y, Z. Maybe that we think that they are um, like classically beautiful or so smart, or they just have one specific characteristic that we're really obsessed with. And we um, find it in them and we pedestalize them because of it. So if this is you, fear not. You're going to learn more about why this is happening in just a second. But another way that this might be showing up is you're afraid to express your true thoughts, feelings, or needs either in your dating life or with the person that you're seeing or with folks that you're talking to on the dating apps because you're afraid that they'll leave, they'll ghost, they'll run away, they won't be interested in you. All all of a sudden, they will just like leave. (sighs) This is a really big one, especially for the anxious preoccupied attachment style. Again, I'm going to get into that in just a second. And I just really, really resonate with this so much because this is I grew up with a fearful avoidant attachment style, and that means I flip-flop from anxious pride to dismissive avoidant. And I've definitely experienced this many times in my life of, oh, I couldn't possibly voice that um, because they'll leave. Like, it's just not going to be safe if I do that. And then um, another one is you just stop dating at all. You're just like, I'm out. I can't deal with this. I'm throwing in the towel because you can tell yourself whatever reason There's nobody out there. Um, All the good ones are taken. Secure people don't date. There's a false, 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 false. Um, Whatever that reason is that you are saying to yourself, I actually want you to wonder, like get curious. Is it because I'm confronted with this feeling of unworthiness every time I open that dating app or every time I am um, approaching dating? I want you to be really real with yourself about that. Okay, another one, which is similar to the second one I already mentioned, is compromising too much. So this could look like um, you're talking with someone to go on a date and they're like, hey, I was thinking about going to this restaurant and you don't like that restaurant. You have food restrictions that don't work with that restaurant. You live on the other side of town and that commute doesn't work for you. But when they suggest it, you don't want to make waves or to um, cause a fuss or really just like share what you're really thinking. Um, And so you're compromising too much. And then another one, because I'm trying to get really granular here, is you're either not swiping on people that you're actually attracted to or you're swiping on those folks, but then you're not communicating them once you get a match. Because you think that they're, quote unquote, above you. And this idea of them being above you is just false. It's just a false idea. And so what I want to get into today is why you feel unworthy. And so I have great news for you. It's not your fault. Does that feel so freeing to hear? (laughs) The different insecure attachment styles really deal with this feeling of unworthiness. And the reason that they have this feeling of unworthiness is basically 
It's a belief that was created during childhood that was confirmed over and over and over and enough. I'm not worthy. I'm not worth it. Like whatever the specific script is in your mind, what happened is as a child, you came up with this belief in order to stay safe, like in order to um, gain favor or love from your parents and really to fit in with the cohesive group of whoever your caregivers were. What happened is that this like was kind of, it's like a groove and the groove was just kind of carved over and over again over time to the point where your subconscious just relies on this. And it's this interesting mechanism that your subconscious has in order to stay safe. It's trying to stick with the crowd. It's trying to get connection. It's trying to be loved, but it's going about it in this like negative, hurtful way that you're just kind of like used to over a long period of time. And then another thing that the insecure attachment types do, especially the anxious preoccupied type, is they'll put other people on a pedestal. And the reason for that is They've got this story of, I'm not worthy, I'm not worthy, I'm not worthy, I can't share my needs, it's not safe to share my needs. And then all of a sudden, someone comes along who is just exemplifying all the traits that they wish that they were. That's what happens when we put people on a pedestal. We are acknowledging a trait in them that we wish that we had. But here's the real deal, y'all. We actually exemplify all traits all the time, both the good and the bad, which means inherently all traits are insignificant. They have no weight. They have no bearing. They just are, right? But we like to make a lot of meaning out of things because that's what our beautiful brain does. So what happens when we're putting people on a pedestal is we're thinking like, oh my God, they're so far above me. They're so amazing. For me, I used to put funny people on a pedestal for sure. Like they're so hilarious and I'll never be that funny. And oh my God, if only I could just be that person. So those are the two different ways that insecure attachment types often come up with this feeling of unworthiness. And it's usually like pretty unconscious. It's almost like a tape running in the background. Like you don't even realize that it's going because that's how carved in this belief is. And I just want you to, like I said in the beginning, not let unworthiness be another thing that's going to bring you down. Because unworthiness, if you look at it as a feeling state, means that it's going to come and it's going to go. And so you're going to work on it. And then at some moments, you're going to nail it and you're going to feel so worthy. And then in other moments, maybe you're not going to come as prepared or you're not going to be as grounded. And then maybe that story of unworthiness is going to pop up on that old tape that's used to playing constantly. So it's like, it's a feeling state. It's sometimes going to be on and it's sometimes going to be off. And we don't have to make any additional meaning about what it means about us if we are feeling unworthy. Really want to be clear about that because I think I used to when I was first starting to heal my attachment style, anytime I was showing up unworthy, it would just be another moment where I could guilt or shame myself and just be like, oh, I can't believe you're showing up unworthy. We're trying to work on that. Like, look at you. Instead of saying, oh my goodness, like, thanks for being here. I know you're trying to help me. I know you're a protective mechanism. I know that you're doing your best. I know that I can help you feel better. And how can, like, how can I be with you? This is how I talk to myself. How can I be with you? What can I do? What can I give you? 
that took me years to figure out how to get to that state because it, in the beginning, it was just like, oh my God, here I am showing up and worthy. And honestly, I've done, I did my, I did a manifestation program in the beginning of my healing journey where really it felt like anytime I was showing up unworthy, I was doing something bad and I had to go fix it. And it meant that like, you know, all these like slew of other things weren't going to happen. And so there was like such strong consequences for showing up and feeling unworthy. So I really hope that you are compassionate with yourself when you think about this and realize that it's happening. And what I would do um, to encourage you to work on this feeling of unworthiness is to simply (laughs) heal your attachment style. (laughs) I know it's not that easy, um, but healing your attachment style actually really gets at that belief that's that tape that's running in the background constantly. And what it does is it takes that black and white thinking. This is what I love to tell clients. Basically, like if you have an insecure attachment type, you often go towards black or white thinking. They are better than me or they are not better than me. I am better than them. I am not better than them. Just like flipping, flopping, and it's so black and white. But in reality, what's happening in our everyday world is that there's a huge gray area. And another thing too is that everything's meaningless. (laughs) I think there's some like famous quote that's like, nothing means anything and everything means something. And I love this quote because it just is getting at this point of like, there's so many different ways to look at things. There's so much gray area. Everything is meaningful. Everything is meaningless. Both like both of those things can be true at the same time. But for an insecure attachment type, that can be really difficult to hold on to. So what's happening when you're healing your attachment style is that you're taking that groove that's been made over and over and over again and taking this belief of I am unworthy And instead, it's trying to help you understand like, yes, maybe there is this belief I am worthy, but also here are just a few examples of me feeling worthy. And I'm going to offer them to you so that we can start to negate the other side of the groove. Like we can take the groove and just make it a little shallower and shallower and shallower until it's like equal, right? We're taking this idea of like, I'm not worthy, I'm unworthy. And I am worthy and we're trying to bring it into the middle so that you don't feel like you're constantly going to the, well, I'm just unworthy side. And instead you can be sometimes like, oh yeah, I am worthy. And these are like the, uh, you know, a few recent examples that I can pull up of me feeling worthy. And yeah, maybe I don't have to buy into this belief anymore of I am unworthy. And I can turn it around and I can see how it's helping me and I can see how it's hurting me. So it's just taking those black and white ideas and giving them a little bit of gray area and allowing your brain the chance to take a minute and think of the more positive side. And I'm not talking about emotional bypass at all. That's not my jam. That's not what I'm here for. But what I'm trying to say is you've probably been giving your brain so much time to think about this unworthy side. Let's bring it to the other side. Let's give it a couple minutes of just thinking about worthiness. And let's let's see if we can grow that habit. So that's what healing your attachment style is. Um, If you're interested in working with me, I love helping folks create healthy and supportive relationships. I work with folks that are single, recently single, currently dating, but not too sure if they want to keep dating. And I just, I, I help them create healthy 
and secure attachment to themselves that they then radiate out into relationships. So I'm really helping with people with ending people-pleasing, ending passive-aggressive behavior, wishful thinking, using mind reading as a communication strategy, all of those things. I will help you start to actually communicate directly and clearly with so much love and compassion and in a successful way. Like, I don't want you to just start showing up with boundaries and being like, and now I have boundaries, deal with it. But instead, what I'm trying to do is help you (laughs) ease into sharing your boundaries so that you're doing it in a really successful way where everyone around you is supportive of it or as supportive as they can be. If you're interested in learning more about my program, you can book a free discovery call where you're going to learn so much about your own personal attachment style and just what patterns have been holding you back from finding healthy and secure relationships. You can book this at sarahcohan.com forward slash coaching. That's S-A-R-A-H-C-O-H-A-N.com forward slash coaching. I really hope to see you there. And if I don't see you there, I'll definitely see you back here next week. Thanks so much.